Turn with me, if you will, to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 20. Second Chronicles, chapter 20. I don't know uh, if this was uh, because of the Holy Spirit or because Brother Ivory knew this was one of my favorite texts. I don't know what it was. Uh, but certainly this is one of my favorite uh, texts in the Bible. And so, praying for preaching power tonight. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to begin reading in verse number 14. If you have it, say amen. amen. Now, if you're around 2 Corinthians, you're in the wrong part of the Bible. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 14. The Bible says, Then the Spirit of the Lord said to Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, of the sons of Asa, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you king Jehoshaphat, thus says the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. Y'all don't know when to shout. But God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Zeus, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still. Lord, I wish I had a church tonight. And see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not Fear nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. For the Lord is with you. I want to speak on the subject tonight. When the odds are against you. When the odds. Y'all got time for me tonight? When the odds are against you. Next month, next month, February 20th, I will have made my 33rd birthday. Uh, I'm an old preacher now. And in these 33 years of living, I have found that every day is not going to be a good day. And there are some bad days. I've lived long enough to know that you don't have to trouble trouble for trouble to trouble you. Trouble will find you. Trouble knows your address. Trouble knows your phone number. Trouble knows where you work. Am I talking to anybody tonight? And I've lived long enough to know that you can be a child of God. You can be a member of the Blackboard Institution. Yeah. 
of the church of Christ, you can pray every day. You can fast and meditate. You can sing Zion songs. You can go to Bible class and even go to church on time and trouble will still come to your house. I find that as long as I've kept my hand in the hand of the Lord, death still came by my family. I've been preaching now over 25 years and I
renowned in this text. The children of Israel are in one of the highest points in their people ministry. Now the, the conglomerate of Israel has been split in twain. In between northern Israel and southern. And in southern Israel they are in a good place. I wish I had time to break all this down. But in, in this southern uh, aspect of Israel they are under uh, the rule of a man by the name of Jehoshaphat. During the same time northern is under the rule of an evil king. By the name, y'all ain't talking back to me, of Asaph and his wife, y'all know her. Her name is Jezebel. Y'all do know her, don't you? And so, let me just say that southern Israel now is in a good place. Have you ever been in a good place? Where everything seems to be going well. When everybody is coming to church on time. When the offspring. Okay. I'm looking for a witness tonight. When the offspring is high and the mess is low. I'm talking about good times. I'm talking about when you preach a sermon and the people meet you in the Say, preacher, that one was for me. I'm talking about good times. I'm talking about when you and the missus is getting along real well. Good times. When your children go to school and, and they do more than just eat their lunch. I'm talking about good times. But I've learned that when times are real good, to brace myself. Come on, son. Because I learned that the devil ain't too far away. Here it is. They are at a point in their lives where the devil is right over the cliff of Z. And fear has entered into the hearts of God's people. And let me pause here parenthetically to tell you that fear and faith cannot occupy the same soul. When fear comes into your heart, faith must flee. Because the Bible says uh, we got to walk by faith and not by sight. When you have faith, you got to understand that no matter what comes and no matter what goes, God still has all the power. Now fear has entered into the hearts of God's people. They're afraid of what tomorrow may bring. They're afraid of going back into captivity and not being the Israelites that God promised them that they would be. And so now, God picks a man out of the congregation to give a word to. Because every now and then, let me just tell you, sometimes the preacher need somebody to give a word. Let me just say, I'm not the only one God talks to. Let me tell you, sometimes you need somebody to pour into your spirit. Because sometimes my body is weak. 
to share with you tonight. He says, listen, I need to tell y'all something. He says that God is going to do something for you that you never dreamed he could do. If you understand God, you have to understand that sometimes God will put you in a position in which you can do nothing for yourself. You can't think your way out of it. You can't move your way out of it. You can't buy your way out of it. You can't educate yourself out of it. Y'all ain't talking naturally. And God will allow you to get so low that all you can do is look up. And it is in that moment that you got to learn how to trust and depend on the Lord. That's what God wants you in a position. Well, you've got to learn how to trust it. Isn't it about ever been there tonight? Yes, man. Come on, man. And so he says, he says, let me tell y'all something. Tomorrow, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a metaphoric tomorrow. I'm talking about tomorrow. Uh, some of you got to deal with some stuff. Tomorrow. You've been lecture shipping all week. But tomorrow. See, y'all ain't ready for me to You've been, you've been indoctrinated and saturated with gospel preaching all week. But some of us gotta go back home tomorrow. And it's back to life and back to reality, back to work, back to church as usual. And and, and Jehaziel said, before y'all leave the 45th annual Texas Lectureship, let me tell y'all what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow, he says, I know you've been gearing up and you've been uh, getting yourself ready for this battle tomorrow. When you go back to your cubicle tomorrow, you go back to your office tomorrow, you go to your doctor's appointment tomorrow, when you got to deal with whatever you got to deal with in the morning, God says, wait a minute, before you leave Waco, let me give you this word, you will not need to fight. So God, you don't understand, you don't understand, you don't know what's waiting for me in temple. He says, I know, but watch this. He said, this battle is not yours. This battle ain't yours. This one is mine. And, 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 and one thing about God, he does not need your assistance. See, because what you don't understand, God is saying, when they come up against you, I take that personally. God says, you don't know who you're messing with when you mess with one of my children. That's why I don't feel the need to push nobody out. That's why I don't feel the need to get on Facebook and try to tell nobody and explain Step to me, you are having a fight with God. 
I'm looking for my witnesses. And, and, and so we like things to be quick. And God says, you would have to learn how to let me fight for you. Y'all hearing me tonight? Uh, uh, and so God, how do we do that? He says, number one, I need you to position yourself. Uh, I need you to get in position. Now, 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 this is going to look different than what you're accustomed. I'm going to get where I want to be. Watch this. He says, you got to position yourself to allow me to fight for you. Because your normal position ain't going to work in this battle. Just put me there. I'm going to give you a little bit. Number two, he says, what I need you to do is stand still. And that's the hardest thing for some of us to do. We want to move. We want to actively have a role in this thing. And God says, you got to learn how to wait on the Lord. You got to learn how to sit down somewhere. You got to learn how to trust me in the midnight. You got to learn how to trust me when you don't see me, when you don't feel me, when you don't. Y'all ain't helping me tonight. God says, you got to learn how to stand still. To this ear, this sounds real familiar. It sounds almost like when the children of Israel were coming out of Egyptian bondage. Right. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember how they were coming out of bondage and they got to a place called the Red Sea. The Bible said the sea was in front of them, Pharaoh was behind them, mountains on either side of them. Pharaoh was in hot pursuit of the children of Israel. And they go to Moses and Moses, what are we going to do? God says, Moses, go out to the river and tell them this. He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I remember that, don't you? Moses stretched forth his rod. The Bible says, and the east wind blew and blew open the Red Sea. And the Bible says, and the children of God walked across on dry ground. Don't you remember that? God says, in this this battle is going to be just like that. Yeah. But you got to learn yeah. how to say it. I got to move on. Yeah. He says, I want you to see. Uh, I want you to experience yeah. the salvation yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. In other words, I need you to understand that this one ain't going to be by your hands. Right. When you get out of this one, there is nothing about this battle that you're going to be able to take credit for. You're not going to be able to say, I did anything. Because you will understand when you're on the other side of this thing that if it had not been for the Lord, that I was on the east point, right about now, who we have in church, if it was not for the Lord, it was on my side. So watch this. Can I hurry? I'm almost done. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says, he says, that's what's going to happen now. Position yourself. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. That's the word. God's going to fight for you. Three things you need to do. Position yourself. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. Position. Stand. See. Position. Stand. Position. Position. Y'all with me tonight? I'm almost done. Watch this. 
The Bible says, and Jehoshaphat heard that. And the Bible says, he doesn't say anything. Doesn't say a word. All he does is he gets down on his hands and knees. And he begins to worship God. Yes, he does something. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't call a meeting. He doesn't say, okay, let's get no, no, no. All he does, gets on his knees. The Bible says he bounces his head to the ground. Yes, sir. And he begins to worship God. Yes, sir. Y'all follow that? And then the Bible says, and then he stood. And he begins to praise God. Amen. Now, now I wish I had time to break all of that down. But to tell you there's two ways in which the host of that does something that I believe all of us should take note. He bows to worship, but he stands to praise. Yeah. Yeah. I said he bows to worship, but when it was time to praise God, he got on his feet and began to praise God with a and the Bible says there was an excitement that went over the congregation. There was an excitement that ruminated in the church. And the wonderful thing about it is nobody had to say anything. Because let me tell you something about praise. Praise is contagious. You don't need permission to do it. You don't need a meeting to do it. Let me tell you, the reason David can get your 
to be on the front line is because he knew that every soldier wanted to be there. Because you want to make sure that your enemy, watch this, feels the pressure and the strength of your army. So you put your strongest men on the front line. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Your, watch this. I need you to see this. Your strongest men on the front. That's when you're fighting. But read your text. The Bible says, and Jehoshaphat chose singers. Uh, he selected certain people who had the gift of singing. Uh, this ain't the make a joy for Noah's choir. These are selected people who have the gift of leading worship, who have the gift of invoking the presence of God. Because let me tell you what worship does. Worship goes up to God as a sweet-smelling savor, but it invokes his presence here on earth. God says, if you want me to show up yeah. in your life, yeah. then you have to learn how to worship me. Right. You said so. Let me you tell you so. tonight, the reason a lot of our churches are dying is not because the gospel ain't preached. Right. The reason a lot of our churches are dying is because we ain't got no power because we have lost our ability to worship.
to put the worship leaders in front because you have to understand that when you start fighting, you're not going to need your strength in front. You're going to need my strength in front. And so if you understand my strength is in front, you're going to put the people in front that know how to get me here. And so they begin to sing. They begin to sing. They begin. Now, now, now the reason this is cool is because Jehaziel is the great, great, great grandson of a Levite who is the son of one of the sons of Asher. Who is, now remember who those people are. If you read the book of Psalms, a lot of those psalms are sung by the son. They're sung by the choir. So this dude is a choir boy of a fifth generation. And so he know he's singing this and that. So he knows what song to sing. He knows what song that he fits through the hymn book of Israel. What song is going to be the one that's going to invoke the presence of God. And they begin to sing. And when they start singing, there's nobody in the text that says that anybody needed to sing but those in front. But then everybody Start singing. All right, now. All right. Everybody starts singing. And as they move into battle, the Bible says, and the Lord sent ambushment among the enemy. And what that simply means is that something went in the enemy's camp. All right. And it could. Yeah. And yeah. confused them so badly that the enemy started fighting themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. And the enemies begin to devour one another. Let me go because y'all get y'all y'all ain't helping me tonight. Let me tell you that when you begin to praise God, let me tell you that the enemy does not understand your prayers. They don't understand how you can have a song on your heart. They don't understand.
Because if you go back to work, if you go back to your city tomorrow, and you understand that whatever is facing you tonight ain't for you to fight. Because you are a child of God and God can do anything but fail. If you understand tonight that if you just praise Him, if you just worship Him, don't worry about what your neighbor thinks, no matter what your preacher thinks, no matter what your wife talking back to me. I praise Him because I know He's good. I praise Him because I know He can. I praise Him because I know He's able. I praise Him every day. I don't need nobody to help me. I don't need nobody to push me. Yeah. 